Hello, everyone. Coach Joe here, and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this uh, special episode of the uh, Magellan Network Show. Uh, you know, typically when I come on and uh, do the show slash podcast, I always want to add value, uh, give you guys some tools and tips what's working out there. And I normally do that from just talking to my clients, uh, you know, from the 74 personal ones that I have to the uh, 200 plus that we have inside of Magellan Network. And, you know, today's going to be different. Uh, I don't think I've ever done this. I was going to kind of write a, a, a post on LinkedIn and post and uh, push it out. Uh, but I realize I'm, I'm a much better verbal communicator than I am a writer. So this is really more of like an open letter to the industry. And I, I hope that uh, if you've been uh, listening or watching me for any length of time, you'll indulge me in this for the next uh, 20 or so minutes. So, you know, I've had the privilege of uh, working inside of this industry for over 26 years. I was one of the first coaches. And uh, I don't want to say I want to be one of the last ones, but uh, I plan to do this for many, many years uh, in the future. Uh, I just love what I do. I love what we do as advisors for people, for society uh, globally. And with that said, you know, I want to address some things that I think are kind of rattling around in uh, people's minds. And I just want to have a conversation about those and, and maybe... This may be my opinion, my observation. Uh, you may not agree with all of it, and that's okay. Uh, it's okay to disagree or dismiss some of what I'm going to tell you. So, so first off, uh, I think all of us need to be extremely grateful, thankful that whether it was by design, by luck, by whatever, that you found yourself being an advisor. Whether you're, you're at a major firm, uh, independent, uh, you know, lifestyle practice, Gen X, it doesn't matter. Um, you've picked a profession that is really going to thrive going forward. And I'm going to get to that in, in a moment. But think about what's going on out there in our world right now. Imagine if you were a restaurateur. Uh, you worked in a travel space manufacturing, hospitality, leisure, right? Automotive, right? Medical. I mean, my big concern is how many doctors and nurses are we going to lose after this? Not because they're going to get ill, but they're going to have PTSD. And they're just not going to want to do this anymore when they get through this. I mean, we've picked an industry. I've picked coaching this industry, not by design. I fell into it. It was purely proximity. I lived in New Jersey. When I worked for the Tony Robbins organization, they needed somebody in lower Manhattan. Where it was Wall Street, right? If I was in San Francisco, I'd be probably coaching tech executives today. Just the way if I was in Houston, I'd probably be coaching all executives, right? Just the way it felt. I'm grateful for it. The other thing I want to say is the rules that we have in our space are not societal rules. And let me explain what I mean by that. You know, we hear, and look, I am not a market forecaster, I'm not an economist, but I think I'm a pretty aware guy. There's gonna be a recession. There probably already is a recession. 
There's no, I don't, you know, we don't need to kind of bat it around. But here's the thing. Just because our country or the world or society is going to have a recession does not mean that you have to have one. See, we are masters of our own economies. And let me explain what I mean by that. Let me give you the evidence. So I've been at this long enough to uh, go through 9-11, 08, 09, and now this. If you want to throw Y2K in there, which is like a false flag, feel free. And then there's all the minor ones, like long-term capital, the Ruble Deval. You know, there's other little kind of blips in a row, but nothing like, like this, right? So when I look at it, it's very interesting because in those, in those situations of uh, maximum pessimism, if you want to call it that, and that was a coin, that was a term uh, thing uh, coined by uh, Sir John Templeton, who's since passed on. Um, you know, great investors make the most money when markets are, you know, pessimistic. Advisors can bring in the most amount of clients in terms of just households when it seems counterintuitive, almost contrarian to go do that. I saw that after 9-11. I saw that in 08, 09, and I'm seeing it today. Inside of my personal client base and inside the Magellan Network, and I have some of you are Magellan Network members, and, and recently we just did a whole thread on, on with the wins, and you see people uh, bringing in new money, opening up accounts, uh, taking apps for life insurance, annuities. Uh, business goes on. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But be grateful that you're open for business. Even if you're, in, even if you're like in New York and Los Angeles and Miami, you have, can work from home. If you, have, if you have internet access, which hopefully everybody does, you could Zoom your clients, FaceTime them, get them on the phone, ask for referrals, do reviews, start financial planning projects, get money, take applications. We are in business. Restaurateurs, not so much. Airlines, not so much. Hotels, not so much. Mom and pop, small, small business America, the backbone of this country, not so much. Right? So I'm going to pivot this conversation for a moment. I'm not, this is not my level of detail, but we all know that there's the CARES Act, um, there's a small business assistant. And, you know, I didn't think about it initially, but, you know, I've, I've had several of my clients and I know uh, several of the other kind of, um, you know, we'll call them leaders in the industry uh, are out there, you know, recommending to their advisors to go apply for grants and loans and forgivables and all that stuff. And, and I thought a lot about that. And, and you know, some of you may disagree with me, and I, and I, I will appreciate that right now. Here's my take. Uh, number one, if you need to go do that because your advisory practice is not well capitalized and you've had a real hit with your AUM revenue and stuff like that, and you want to keep your people employed, then please go ahead and do that. All right, go do that. Makes total sense, right? It's the, it's the smart thing to do, and for you, it's probably the right thing to do. But I, I have stories and I hear of people, advisors who are applying for these things who don't need the money, who I know because they're personal clients of mine, and I'm not going to call them out. It's their choice, but I'm going to, here I'm, is what I'm going to, I'm going to say my piece here. Every dollar you take that you don't need, now it may be the smart thing to do, but is it the right thing to do? See, this pro these programs are finite. There's only so many applications, only so many dollars. And the need's going to be greater than the resources. And, and I've chosen, you know, I've chosen not to, not to play there. Not to defer anything, not to get anything. My cash flow is fine. My, resource, my reserves are fine. 
I, you know, it would it be smart for me to do it? Maybe. But I know any dollar that I take is a dollar that mom and pop small America is not going to get. And they really need it. Their survival is at stake. How many of your businesses' survival is really at stake? In fact, none of you are out of business. So it, it kind of concerns me, irks me a little bit, that our industry would be smart but selfish enough to go ahead and do that when it's really not necessary. Like I said, maybe the smart thing to do, but is it really the right thing to do? So that's just my piece on that. So where do we go from here as an industry? What's next? I, I've been asked that. Uh, clients have asked me, Joe, when do, we think, when do you think we get back to normal? I said, we don't. You know, did we ever go back to September 10th, 2001? No. There was a new normal, right? Things change. Travel change, security change, protocols change. Thing called TSA was born, right? We adapted. We may not like it, right? Nobody likes standing in lines, right? But we adapted as a society to it. There was a time, and I remember this, people didn't want to go out. They, wanted, they, they didn't want to go to movie theaters or get on airplanes or do anything because they were afraid that there could be another attack, right? Natural. So, what's this, so when this thing, when we get the all clear on this, whether it's in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whenever, we'll get through this. Do, do I really think that everybody's just going to flip switch and everybody's going to get together and start hugging it out? No. I think fundamentally there'll be, be a shift and change. And so as an industry, think about this. As an industry, as a profession, we are, I've really thought about this over the last several days. There's no profession that is positioned, and I'll use the word take advantage in a, in a positive way, to grow. Number one, virtualness, all right? All of you now have had a taste. Some of my clients have been doing this. I've been, I've been working out in my house for 20 years. The only time I see my clients is when we do live events. There are some clients, believe it or not, I know it's going to be such Eric. I've had them for 10, 15 years. I've never met them. They're just, it's not their thing, right? So our industry, people are still retiring. There's still rollovers. And unfortunately, if there's a, like, if there's a deep recession and, and, and jobs are lost and permanently, right? Rollover opportunities. There you go, right? Next, I've already seen it's it's one instance the you know the canary in the coal mine. But one of my clients just brought an over a million dollar account, and uh, and he had a little bit with somebody. It was a, bulk of it was at another advisor. I'm only going to get into firm names. It doesn't matter whose story. The client said, "I'm going to go talk to my other advisor first. And typically, that means that that person is going to save the relationship, and we're not going to get the ACAT over. And uh, Lo and behold, you know, the client calls my client, my, my client up, right? The advisor and says, hey, we're going to execute the paperwork on the transfer. I'm like, oh, I thought you were going to talk to the other advisor. Yeah, we did. And he endorsed. He said, that's a smart thing to do. Be with one advisor. And then he said, I'm retiring at the end of the month. I can't do this anymore. And he's in his late 60s, early 70s. So, and I'm not going to put an age thing on it, but I'm going to say this. You know, we all know the average age of an advisor in our space. We know 56, 57. So that's the median. Do I really think, again, there's always exceptions. I have, a, I have some clients in their 70s. 
they put some of your 50 year olds to shame with their energy and their focus and their mindset. But again, they're, they're a bit like a unicorn. But you can't tell me somebody, you know, has been at this game for many decades uh, who was kind of contemplating getting out because maybe it was getting time to get out is going to sit there and want to rebuild. Every one of my clients has said, I've never worked so hard in the last couple of weeks, last month. And what's hard work? Talking to people, right? I mean, you're not out there. You're not working at a hospital. You're not in emergency rooms, right? But we work hard. And I, and I, and I you know what? I'm not trying to draw a contrast directly. But yeah, we, we work. You, know, you got on the phone. You did, uh, you marked it on Saturday. You talked to clients on Sunday. Like you did, you know, you, you know 24-7, right? Do I really think that somebody who's been at this 35 years has kind of been, you know, kind of been hanging out for the last decade because we've had a great market and a great economy? Do I think that that person is going to flip a switch and, and become a rock star for the, next, for the last five years of their career? I think maybe 5% will. The other 95% are going, to, are going to start figuring out their exit strategies. So what does that mean? That means that there'll be more clients that are going to need an advisor, more opportunity, and I think a fundamental shift in our business. You know, I think what a lot of you are learning, which I've already known, a lot of my clients have known, is you don't need all the brick and mortar. You don't need all that overhead. That you can run a lean, mean operation, even, even an enterprise model, right? I've got clients that have several sub, you know, junior advisors, staff, and they're all working remotely from their houses. And look, it's never going to be as good as or as tight as having everybody in one roof. I'm not going to try to make that comparison. But it's still doable, right? Maybe in some cases it's preferable. I've said, I've been on record, and you can go back to some of my other podcasts six months ago, a year ago, and for some of you have been around me, you know this has been true. I have said uh, that we are getting ready to enter the golden age of our industry, the golden age. I never thought it would take something like this to really make it happen, but yet here we are. What's the golden age? Number one, there'll be less advisors. Just the math, right? Uh, number two, this fear of robo-advisor, right? We haven't talked about this well lately, but here's the thing. I, I talked to a very good colleague of mine, Jay Moreland, uh, not too long ago. Maybe, uh, maybe a year ago, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we're having this conversation about the robo-scenario. He says, he says, I can't wait to see, you know, the next Black Swan event when, when what robo is going to call their clients to see how they're doing, Right? And if this is going to teach us anything from an investor, yeah, there always will be the do-it-yourselfers. You're never going to limit those people. They just don't trust. That's the they don't trust and they're cheap. You really don't want them as a client anyway because they're temporary. What the lesson learned out of this? Number one, personally, again, I'm not going to get into the geopolitical stuff. Number one, better take care of your health. Because if you're healthy, again, there's always exceptions, but if you're healthy and fit, if something like this happens in the future, chances are you're going to be better equipped to deal with it physically. Number two, every human being needs a financial plan. Every family needs a financial plan. Every family and every business owner needs a financial advisor, conciliary, whatever term you want to put on our personal CFO. I don't care what your business wealth manager, I don't care what it says. When the stuff hits the fan, people want to talk to people, not robots. They're not going to go play an AI chat box thing. Maybe in a thousand years when our DNA changes, that may change. But we're not, not in our, not in my lifetime. Not going to happen. 
not going to happen. If you have if you have adult children or children that are coming up, I would my daughter's going to come in this business. I wish my sons would. We don't have enough talent. It's the bottom line. So show me an industry today as we as we're recording this on the eighth eighth of April, you know you know twenty twenty. Show me another industry that can survive this, can thrive through it, has a shortage of talent and a greater need because the boomers are retiring, populations going up. Show me that. It doesn't exist. I've looked. So for some of you who get up in the morning, like, woe is me, this sucks, all and so forth, a couple things. Number one, you're looking at this the whole wrong way. And, and look, this is I, I'm not saying this is not challenging times. I want you to think of it as like a test. I've conditioned all my clients, personal, Magellan Network, mentally, emotionally, that this is a giant, this is like a 100-mile marathon. And every day is another mile. And you just focus on the day and you grind this out. That's it. You make it happen. This is just a wonderful industry to be in. Remember that. And remember to take care of your fellow man, woman, neighbor, those of you who lead teams, lead with conviction and empathy. Our industry has a very big shortage of leaders. I watch, I've been checking with my clients. Look, and I've got clients in all, um, all major firms, whether I should or not, because some, some places I'm not going to approved, which is another topic for another, another podcast. And I said, what are you hearing from leadership? And, you know, and even in the independent space, you know, what are you hearing? And stuff's coming out weeks late, no real direction. Um, one firm, which I'm not going to name, even though I really want to, told their advisors, hey, if you want to pay your assistant to make sure they're okay, feel free. We're not doing it. But we'll be happy to take 60% of your revenue for the privilege. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of the firms, and this is just me being around for 26 years, I think are going to, they have very questionable value propositions going forward. Because I think what a lot of advisors are going to realize is we don't need big brothers to do this. Um, I'm working out of my house. It's not so bad. I think the value proposition for a lot of firms is going to need to be looked at. And I think you're going to see a lot of advisors go do their thing independently because it makes sense to them. They'll be closer to their families. They won't have to commute. I think societally, we'll look at everything as what's, what is truly important here, right? Is a um, one-hour commute each way to give 50, 60% of your top-line rev to deal with all the corporate BS? Is that something I want to do for the next 20 years? I think that'll be a very interesting question for a lot of people in the space, right? And I also want to just say to some of you younger advisors who have not been through anything, you know, I've got a number of you, uh, and, you know, we'll call them post 2010 or post 2009, who have never really gone through a, a black swan event. You know, maybe it's a, you know, a multiple swan event here. And you don't have any basis for this. You went around in 08, 09. You definitely went around in, in you know, you're in diapers in, you know, 2001. You've got to understand that these things happen. And, I, and I'm going to say this right now. It's not going to make a lot of you happy. If you think, oh man, once we get through this, we'll be in clear, clear sailing, uh-uh. There'll be something else. I don't know when, I don't know what, but there'll be something. You know why? Because there always is. 
Look at history. 1927, 1941. I mean, you can go through history and just find these events, right? They, they There's no timing, obviously, but, they, but they're going to be there, right? Should you plan for them? Yes, right? If you're running your business at like zero profits, like you need, because you make X and your lifestyle is X because you didn't say business and I'll, I'll do business, I'll keep lifestyle here so I have margin. You know, one of the things I think a lot of you've got to consider, what I've considered is, you know, you've got to be economically in a situation where you can lose 40% of your revenue top line for, you know, let's say two or three quarters and fund everything. Your, your, your marketing, your, your overhead, your people, your personal development, everything. Like there should, you should not be living on the edge like that, right? So like I said, if you need to go get that government system stuff, because that's, the, you know, you're in that situation, I understand that, go do it. But if you don't, don't take it for somebody else. Just don't. Un-American, in my mind. What I want you also to do is no matter how things go on, the news over the next couple of weeks, whatever, wake up with gratitude that you picked this profession, that you can create your own economy. That, you know, as I'm recording this today, uh, inside of Magellan Network, we uh, we have a daily board. I do a video every day. And when I've asked, it's, it's Wednesday, so it's Challenge Wednesday. And I've asked every member to post their wins. And you know what we're seeing on the boards? Got five referrals, opened up two clients, eight cat in a million dollars, took three life insurance applications, uh, got five introductory phone calls from my LinkedIn, on uh, LinkedIn connections. Uh, Story by story by story by story, distinction upon distinction of growth, of success, of moving things forward. You have a choice. Like I've said in some of these other episodes, victim or victor, you pick, right? I want to thank you for indulging me today. I know this is not a typical episode, but I felt like I've got to get some things off my chest. Remember, there's no greater profession right now to be in other than maybe being a doctor and a spiritual leader. Remember, I've said this, and you can go back and look. I've always said advisors are, are, are part of the troika. Spiritual advisor, health advisor, financial advisor. Let's go earn that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.